take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. It's the month of June, and uh, a lot of people are celebrating Pride um, and the LGBTQ community. Um, you know, we've had my brother on here and we've talked about, um, you know, gay issues and we've had, um, you know, lesbian couples come on and, and talk about that. But one of the um, issues that, that really gets overlooked when it comes to pride is uh, bisexuality. So I'm really pleased to be joined today by Holly Crozier. Holly, thank you for, for popping on and uh, talking about the subject with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for bringing me on. <laughs> um, you're a nurse by day uh, as your profession, um, and uh, you're probably a member of, uh, I don't know, I'll let, I'll let you take it from there, but um, Holly, if you don't mind me asking, just to start out, um, you know, you often hear about uh, people's coming out stories, uh, when it, in, in, or like the becoming trans, or you hear about all those stories, but correct me if I'm wrong, but when, when you, I don't know if it's coming, see, I don't even know the language, if you come out as bisexual or if you just kind of reach that, that determination for yourself. But take me through the journey of your life and kind of figuring that aspect of your life out. So I distinctly remember whenever I was 12, I was like, okay, so like, I like girls, but I also grew up in like a super Catholic family. Mm. So I was like, but like, I probably shouldn't. And then like went to the Catholic school. So I was like, I also like boys. So then like, I just kind of like always had it in the back of my mind. Like I like girls, but like, I can only be with boys. Right. Um, so then it wasn't until I think it was like 2018 that I finally like came out to a couple of my friends whenever we were having a little Friendsgiving dinner with each other. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, they were super supportive. And then from there, I just kind of like slowly came out, I guess, to my friends, like, oh, hey, like I'm bisexual. Mm. Um, and then it wasn't until last summer, I shot a text to my family. I probably should have done a little oh. more personal, but it was like just my sisters at first and they were super supportive. And then I told my mom and she's like, She's a little confused at first. She's like, so you like girls? I'm like, yes, but I also like boys. And she's like, like, you, you like, like girls? I'm like, yes, but I also like, like, like boys, obviously. And she's like, okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Was, was that something you're really worried about? Um, you um, know, because the perception of, of religion and, and sexuality, you know, you hear a lot of horror stories about that. Was, were you, was it something you were very concerned about? Uh, for my parents, yes. For my siblings and friends, no. Um, just because, like, my parents are, like, very, like, go to church every Sunday, kind of. But, no, they were all super supportive, which was really nice. That's good. Um, I'm, I'm curious. So, you know, get into as deep of this as, as you'd like. Um, but, you know... I'm in the mindset of it and, and kind of figuring out and determining your sexuality, you know, you, you said, you know, from a young age, you, you recognize that you like girls, but you also like boys. Was there like a lot of confusion for you? Were you, were, was there points where you're like, maybe I'm a lesbian or, or maybe like, was there just a lot of kind of like confusing mixed messages going, going throughout your brain? I'm just trying to like get in the mindset of it. And 
Absolutely. Um, a lot of like a big misconception with bisexuality too is that it's like 50-50, which mm, right. is not at all. Like you could like maybe 5% of, you could be a girl, like 5% of the guys out there. And then like the other 95% or whatever, like you like girls, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's definitely uh I don't know if putting it in 50-50 terms was, but like, you, like you're saying there's more of like a, not a scale, but like, I, I guess like you like most women and like, there's like particular guys that kind of like come into the equation as well. Like, yeah, or vice versa. Like, it's not necessarily like, I like girls 50% and like boys 50%. For everyone, it's a little different. Okay. Like people might like girls more than they like boys, but they still like both mm-hmm. and vice versa. How long did you grapple? Um, I don't even know if that's the right term, but you said it, so it's fairly recent, you know, within the last two years that you decided to, to make the, like say it out loud to your friends and your loved ones. Why do you think it took so long? Um, you know, almost the better part of your, your early life and into your twenties to, did you finally come to like that realization or is it something like you knew and just you didn't want to tell anybody you wanted to to keep it to yourself um I get in my head a lot so I think a lot of it was like oh if I tell people like they just won't want to be near me they'll treat me differently like they'll lose respect for me I guess just like the way that I grew up strict catholic school catholic family um and then as i started doing my own personal like education on everything and kind of like exploring the lgbtq plus a communities um just like there's such a huge support system and i couldn't hold it anymore so i was like yeah screw it right how long were you self were you self-educating like was it something like your whole adult life um yeah, pretty much i'm still on the so, journey of self-educating yeah. myself on a lot of issues behind the lgbtq community yeah um so you know you weren't completely i guess out to everybody you know were you dating women dating men like having like secret relationships because you couldn't tell anybody like what was that process like i mean for all of us dating in our our late teens early 20s is is completely messy and and a lot of different things going on like happening but you know when it comes to someone in your shoes where you might have to be keeping things a secret or on the down low like what was that process like for you um leading up to before you you said it out loud so I've only ever really had boyfriends. I've never had like an actual girlfriend. However, I'd like go on dates with girls. But then whenever I'd go out, people would just be like, oh, she's just hanging out with a friend. Oh, okay. So I'd never actually come out and be like, oh yeah, like I'm going on a date and like this is who she is. It was like, oh, I'm going out for dinner with so-and-so and mm-hmm. like, oh, have fun with your friend. <laughs> oh, right. Cause, yeah, because that's kind of like language with like girls night girls day like that yeah so it was able to did any of that um like ever come up um i guess you know it's a very personal question so feel free to to not answer it or or dodge it if you want but you know like did it ever come up like relationships wise like you know 
um, with your with your boyfriends or on dates with girls, like your sexuality? Were you telling people you didn't necessarily know, or was it still something that you were just? It just never really um, really came up. The girls, yes, I would like talk about it and whatnot, and um, like I've gone on dates with people who are like bisexual and I've also gone on dates with people who are lesbians and not everyone in the community mm. thoroughly enjoys bisexuality they feel like either you're like lying to yourself or like you're not actually and you're just like exploring and yeah I've I've we're not know, always welcome. I've I've heard that, which is it's it's bizarre because you know, people who've been fighting for rights for so long and then they're they immediately kind of push off this this one aspect of it. Um what are so you know now what are some of the misconceptions of of being bisexual like what i i know we talked about the that 50 50 thing um what are some other things that that often come up that people get wrong um there are so many things <laughs> we got lots of time let's go through the list um so like a lot of times people will uh oh how do i word this a lot of times, like, people can be bisexual and not even be with a guy or a girl. So then people will often question, like, well, like, how do you actually know? And it's like, well, like, how did you actually know that you're straight? Right. Right. If that makes sense. Like, it's just something that you know. Like, you don't so, actually have to, like, go out and explore your sexuality necessarily. Like... One day I didn't think like, oh, like I think I like girls, but like I should probably go and kiss one just to make sure. It's like, no, like I like girls and I like girls. Mm -hmm. Right. So like basically what you're saying is like before you ha even have like a, a sexual experience with one or the other, like you just, you, you know that you, you have an attraction to them, just like a straight person would have the attraction to a, a man or a woman. Yeah. Interesting. What are some other ones? Um... You only date the opposite gender until you really want to settle down. Mm. The whole, like, oh, I want to have kids, but, like, I want them to be my own. So, like, you're just for fun until I'm actually ready to commit. Interesting. Um, do you get worried now? So now that you're you're out um, and and like are, do you worry like being out in a in a future relationship or or like with a man or a woman that like you know i i i see it a lot on the internet um the especially when a bisexual woman is with a guy that the guy thinks that he can get another woman in bed or something so they have like group sex or or, or threesomes like i don't know if you've experienced that in your dating life now or if that's something you worry about in the future does that I, I assume it comes off up often because guys are gross but <laughs> is um, it something that that is concerning yes and no I think it's just like kind of like a lack of education like not everyone who is like bisexual wants to 
kind of like go down that route. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to your education, you know, even being bisexual and then and then educating yourself on on the issues and the, the the stories and things that people have gone through, what were some of the big takeaways for you? Like, what were like the biggest learning experiences where you're like, oh, like I didn't know this could happen or I didn't know, you know, this, this was a thing. Was there anything that really like popped out to you on your, on your education journey so far? Um, to be honest, Kate, despite the fact that like deep down, I knew that I didn't like, like, I don't like boys and girls like equally to see that in, on paper. I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like this is, that's, that's me. Like, I don't like them 50, 50. Mm -hmm. okay. I, thought that was, I thought that was that stood it the most right when you have you ever been to like a pride event or anything no I wanted to this year I worked last year and I wanted to this year but right COVID. do you do you feel you know we you talked about that you're not always welcome but there is also a large support system now I've, I've been to pride um but often you know and at least my experience in ottawa pride and um and i've been to amsterdam pride but i wasn't really like that visceral but you know it seems like it's a really at least from my experience this isn't everybody's but it seemed like it was much more of a celebration of you know gay men pride um in, in terms, you know, in terms of the the celebration and, and everything happening, as opposed to, you know, the you know trans and and uh, lesbians and also bisexuality, is there an element that like you don't feel welcome at all um, when it comes to to pride celebrations or you know celebrating pride in, in your sexuality? Like, do you? Do you feel like it's an, an unwelcoming experience for you as a bisexual? Um, I haven't actually had the experience to like go out. Um, I'd like to think that I'd be equally as accepted as everyone else that are there. However, you'll still get the looks of like, oh, like you're you're just your sexuality is fake. Like it's not valid. Um, maybe they're like boys or you're like girls, like pick a side. Right. Um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. It's um, because, you know, if it were up to you, how do you think you would celebrate that, celebrate that, you know, celebrate yourself and your sexuality in, a, in an overt way, um, you know, with the rainbow flags and, and the, you know, glammed up outfits and, and all those different things, you know, that seems to sometimes take it over. Like, what is, is there a culture surrounding bisexuality to you or in, in your experience with talking with other people? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's always kind of like stereotypes or, or boxes that sometimes people get pushed into. Um, but when it comes to bisexuality, like, again, it just, it seems very misunderstood. Um, like you said, you, you, you get pick a side and, and all those things. And, and there's not really a, a box, I guess you could say that, that, you know, you can check off 
um, whether it's, you know, rainbows or whatever, you know, like, do you also find that? Like, what, what do you think, like, bisexual culture is? Or does it just kind of, like, fit whoever you are as an individual? Um, so thanks to social media, um, there's, like, there is a bi community out there as I'm slowly finding out and they're like inside jokes with like the finger guns it's like oh if you do finger guns and you're bi or like if you oh, have no. <laughs> really? your jeans or just like stupid little stuff like that um we do have a flag there's like a flag for every different um sexuality so mm-hmm. I proudly own a bi flag it's pretty big right. <laughs> good so you, you're obviously obviously very proud of that fact now and now you're like are you trying to champion kind of like the cause and and and, and move it forward uh, is that something you're obviously coming on a podcast to talk about it it's something you so if you're trying to champion the cause um and and push the rights forward and, and make people understand it like what are the types of things and messaging that you're trying to to get out to people that you're trying to move forward in, I don't know, policy or, or um, you know, discrimination in the workplace and all those different things. Like, is there, are there things that sort of are very meaningful to the bi community that are, is trying to be um, moved forward in the social discourse? Um, just like acceptance is just, a really big thing like I came into one of my gay friends and I didn't like come out uh, I can't remember my wording but I didn't come out and say like I'm bisexual um I really can't remember what I said but anyway um then whenever I finally said like no like I'm bisexual they're like oh and I'm like Kate no 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 <laughs> like like this is what it means like this is what I am like, I like both girls and boys, like, and then I just kind of had to do, like, a little mini educational session on what I knew at the time, and. Mm. So, I do, you know, your, your straight friends, do they, I know you said you worried about, and they were, like, worried about what they think of you, and that, but you said they were very accepting, like, you know, not to put any of your friends on the spot or, or just people you know or going to the gym or, or anything like that, but like, is there a different element to it? Um, you know, I know with guys uh, and especially in, in the sports, like always worried about like being hit on or um, being like looked at in the shower or something like just, just stuff like that. There, But when it comes to, to you, like, and, and being bisexual, does those things ever like come up or get discussed or anxiety about surrounding it? Um, no discussions have ever really came up and if they're uncomfortable, they do a very good job at hiding it. They've been all like super supportive. <laughs> right. Um, so we're talking about like a nurse by day and you, so you've been working through this entire pandemic and everything like that. So, you know, you just recently came out to your parents and now you're going through this, this pandemic at work and an already stressful enough job. So a lot of things happening in your life. How has your, your mental health 
then how have you been maintaining during kind of like the the wildness of the world right now um when i'm not working i'm either cleaning i'm fishing or i think i've read a total of like I checked today. I want to say the better half of like 17 books in the past little while. <laughs> That's, <wild. laughs> That's a lot of books. But, you know, you're trying to, you know, trying to stay healthy at work and, and take care of, I know, I know being in Ottawa, it, it, it hasn't been as bad as other places, mm-hmm. but you're also still trying to figure out and educate how you are. Like how stressful has that been on, on you? Like, have you, noticed it more than you know usual like has it been a little bit harder to try to navigate all these different things that are happening um a little bit yeah it gets a little overwhelming and that's whenever I just kind of like take a step back from reality and pick up a book and just kind of like escape mentally and then once I feel like I'm rested enough then I'll tackle life again try to tackle it how involved are you on social media um like are you um when I say that like are you an advocate as well on social media like are you not only just combing through articles and threads and and reading everything that's happening but are you also someone who's posting about it and and trying to advance the cause that way I don't necessarily post my own stuff um but like I will share articles and like I might write a little blurb about it but for the most part it's just like sharing like articles and videos and like different things that I've seen that I feel like people could like really take away from right I assume you're not on Twitter I am oh I'm sorry I'm sorry you have to be there with us (laughs) (laughs) um well Twitter's an interesting uh it is. And, and the reason I ask, so I've been having this kind of dilemma, I guess, in my head. So I'm a, I'm a big mental health advocate and I'm, I use social media a lot to share my story or share other people's stories and, and try to, you know, champion that cause as well. But when we're living in a time like right now where, you know, we have COVID, the pandemic, which is a huge thing that people are rightfully so talking about on social media we have the black lives matter movement which mm-hmm. is still going strong which again super important but you know and now we also are in in pride month so that conversation has been happening you, you there is a lot of things happening on social media um you know people celebrities getting quote-unquote canceled and, and sexual scandals still happening you know, when, when we, it comes to the, the conversation surrounding, you know, what you're trying to champion, I even find it with mental health that everyone cares about it until it comes up against something that they care about more and then they, they totally throw it out the window. You know, do you, do you find like that conversation gets that buried a lot when it comes to talking about bisexuality and, you know, do you feel it's, considered less important than gay rights or trans rights and I don't mean that in a bad sense because obviously we're all advocating for something for a reason because it needs to be talked about and it needs to be corrected but do you find that you're 
you know, you get buried um, and, and your community gets buried in this, in the conversation and that, you know, does that hurt? Does that, that, that no one seems to want to really talk about it or pay attention? Absolutely. And like, yeah, it does hurt a little bit. Um, like, I feel like people more or less like celebrate um, like gay people and lesbians and trans and every other aspect there's such a like the plus like all of the pluses um and then like bisexuality like I find a lot of people just consider you like half gay so like you don't really like you shouldn't like really be like included in that or like mm -hmm. celebrated you just kind of like get pushed off this to the side a little yeah do you i mean i and i really don't know because i've only really been starting to experience diversity in the that spectrum of sexuality until very recently with my own family members and, and friends but is is there you know oppression and discrimination in you know the form of cis people and straight people when it comes to bisexuality or would you find more of the the negative attitude comes from you know other people in in the the community um you know I, i'm just trying to wonder because like i i've obviously never seen it so i've never experienced it but like i've never really even on social media seen a straight person ever really attack the, the bi community and so i don't know i don't know if that ever happens does it um i don't necessarily see straight people attacking the bi community more so as like the gay people to be honest like the only yeah. time i've ever felt attacked is from like people who have come out as like gay and lesbian that which is really disappointing because yeah we're supposed to be in a community together and like ally for each other. And that just doesn't happen as often as it should. Right. And it, to me, like, it seems like it would get tricky because, well, I mean, do you, like as a, a bi person, would, would people ever get, be considered homophobic or, or anything like that because of, you know, if you attack back or not attack, but like you try to correct the conversation or, or move forward, you know, like that's something I always get concerned about when different groups are kind of at odds with each other that, you know, it, it gets considered either homophobic or transphobic or racist or, or all those different things. Like, is that kind of how the conversations get? Like, is it like a, I don't know, I don't, is it, it's a tricky subject. It's a it's a tricky little conversation to to talk about. It is. Um, I haven't necessarily come across any like homophobia. However, I'm just like just starting to look up on this part of bisexuality now. Um, but with bisexuality, and like I'm gonna butcher this because I haven't like done enough research on this to be able to like confidently talk about it. Um, but like bisexual people can like cis people, but they can also be like attracted to other genders and other people. 
Right. It, it gets really, really confusing. Um, and I find that more so bisexual people get attacked for like only liking or like only liking cis people and it's, yeah, it's like I said, it's a, it's a tricky kind of way to navigate. You know, I, I remember when I was talking to my brother about it um, and he was talking about kind of the at odds between bisexuality and pansexuality um, and how, you know, because I guess pansexuality is considered you, you attracted to all, you know, whether it's cis, um, gay, trans, like it's, it's kind of very dependent. Whereas like bi kind of gets, I mean, that, and that's the thing, like, I don't know. And I don't even know how much it gets studied and how much research or uh, academia goes into this, this, the topic of bisexuality. Cause you know, in one sense, I could see people arguing that because you're only attracted to men and women that you're getting trapped in like that binary sexual conversation, mm -hmm. which is like also kind of like a lot of people oppose that that sexuality is is man and woman. <laughs> so it just it adds that again that that I, I keep using the word tricky. It's a lot more complicated and complex than that, but it that it now it gets sorted into this whole other topic that really can get carried away. It really can. Um, from the minor research that I've done so far, which it's like slim pickings on what you can find out there. Like seriously, it's kind of sad. Um, but I'm finding that like a lot of the bisexual community is more so attacked on like bisexuality isn't just like you like cis people like there are other genders too like do you like are you like against all of these other genders but like we could like trans people too yeah it's, is there it, from what you've seen like is there like good people to follow like on twitter on instagram like are influencers researchers media members of the media actors like are there people that like you follow um, to get information on this particular subject and conversation? Because again, it, it I don't I barely know anything other than talking to you and my brother. <laughs> like, um, like I, I've never seen anything about it other than people kind of arguing about it on on the internet. Probably one of my favorite people to follow would be Dan Levy. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, he's like, well, he and his dad like created Schitt's Creek. I don't know if you've seen that show. I have. I've heard people rave about it. It's I absolutely, and I do, love, I do love Eugene Levy. So It's absolutely amazing. Um, it's like probably one of the biggest advocates for the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. Like we'll bring you to tears in some episodes. It's phenomenal. And um, he's a huge advocate for the LGBTQ plus community. So following him, like especially this past weekend, he's just been posting like a lot of like happy pride. Here's some history. Um, 
here's like some blurbs on equality. Like, listen, eat it up, digest it, let it sink in. Um, trying to think, there's this other, there's this other Instagram page that I follow, and for the life of me, I can't think of the name right now. It always happens when you get I want to see it's like, I want to say it's like pink something or other, I can't remember. Now is that, you know, Dan and these pages, are they, you know, inclusive of the you know entire community or like is it just specific on absolutely absolutely everybody like they like the entire community is there particular like bisexual influencers that uh, talk about the subject or anything that you've seen in any of your research uh or education unfortunately no um i'm still kind of like hoping that one's gonna pop up one day Maybe it could be you. It could be the next influencer. Um, Because that's, you know, when there's so many misconceptions and harmful conversations surrounding, you know, this particular topic, you know, you want, you want, whether it's the media or, you know, prominent members of social media who are talking about this, just like every other particular subject. Um, Cause then I guess like, like going full circle, this is where the bi community kind of gets washed out because it, it, it doesn't, it's never the most prominent thing in pride. It's never the, the most important issue to people. It, it, it always, you know, it, it does, if people, you know, just, forget about it, like, oh, cool, you're by, like, and then that's it, like, it, it never gets the proper education um, or the proper conversation, the proper spotlight in, in really anything. I've never seen it on TV. I've never really seen it featured in, in, in movies and on Netflix documentaries, you know, all these things. And when we're talking about representation, and that's something I've been learning a lot about now, especially in the you know the past couple months, and and how important representation is to different communities, um, whoever it affects. You know that there's no representation for bi people, so they have no one to look to to be like, oh, that's how I feel, or you know, like this is what it's actually like, and this is what we're actually worried about, and. And, you know, you, you, it's almost like you can never understand yourself in, in a, in a certain sense. Trying off, you can take it from there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know how to follow that. Um, yeah, I don't know how to follow that. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) Um, you know, I just, it worries me and it worries me for young people, especially who, who, you know, now with, with pride being a much more accepted um, part of our society that I feel it might, it will, it really excludes um, young people and that they might never come to terms with their their full sexuality. Um, and I don't know, might mean one way or another way or just decide they're, they're gonna present as straight the rest of their lives because 
there's so much unknown by the broader world, like people like me who, who really know pretty much zero. Um, and unless you experience it yourself, that it just kind of never gets the, the, the proper time and consideration for people to understand and, and for young people to understand and, and learn about it for themselves. Like it's, kind of, I, it's really painful. I feel <laughs> also with like without proper education too, like some people will also like say I'm dating a girl and then like we break up and then I date a guy and it's like, oh, like you're switching back and forth. Like, what are you straight? Or are you like a lesbian? Like, what are you? Like, I'm bisexual. I like mm -hmm. both. Right. And I feel like without like proper education stuff too, like especially for younger people, um, like that could be very confusing for them. Especially right, yeah. with the lack of information that's out there on bisexuality. Is um you know you hear, you know, I'm I'm recently single and now I'm I'm back in the dating world and figuring things out and I have my complaints with how women handle online dating and God knows I know that women have complaints with how men handle online dating. Um, you're in a unique situation where you have to, well, you don't have to, like you can date both and you kind of experience both sides of this argument. Like, is there, <laughs> who's right, who's wrong? Are the men worse or the women worse? Um. It's okay, men. I know. Men are worse. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There are some <laughs> girls who are, like, really out there, but for the most part, I think, uh, I think guys have the larger tendency to send the raunchier uh, messages. That does not surprise me whatsoever. Um, one of the things, I was talking to one of, uh, one of my friends that are girls, but one of my girlfriends, um, and we were, we were, talking about because we're both on online dating and we were just talking about it and um she's she was like yeah i have like 899 connect like matches or something and then she, she was on it and she would swipe and she'd be like oh look match oh look match and she's like how many do you have i'm like nine <laughs> right and like that's like the difference of what it's at least dating for a guy um i always say like women control dating um, in a lot of girls senses. are also a lot pickier too. Yeah, I know. It makes me sad. But like, one of the, the the biggest things is I met my my ex girlfriend on Bumble, um, and uh, when I we broke up and I eventually went back on it, and I was only on it for three weeks before I gave up. But I didn't get a match in a single three weeks, and like it just heard was the last conversation I had. I'm like, that sucks. Don't. <laughs> But it's like, it's so much harder, I think, at least online dating um, as, as a guy. But, in, you know, you're right, guys send very grotesque messages and I've seen those um, too. <laughs> so, not all the time and not everyone, but just like, if we're going to umbrella the two like guys versus girls, I think I'd rather be picked up by a girl. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I want to talk just briefly um, on your experience with the pandemic um, and what it's been like being a nurse because uh, 
I think we all started the pandemic. We're like, you know, oh, thanks, healthcare heroes, and, and people are dropping off coffee and, and dropping off donuts and pizzas, and like, right, everyone's like super on your side. And now things have been opening up, and you know, some sort of normalcy is coming back into life. Um, and, you know, we have the whole debate about masks and how that's become a political issue. And, you know, the conversation's changed a lot. As a, I'm not going to go back to when the pandemic started, but right now, like, you're still, you're still experiencing a, a full effect or has it really died down in the hospitals as well? Um, so I'm, I work in a very small hospital. Okay. So more or less like all the patients who have COVID are staying in Ottawa and then we will get their healthy sick people. Okay. Does that make sense? So like people that don't have COVID basically, like they'll kind of like trade? Basically. Okay. Interesting. They kind of like keep all of the COVID cases secluded into areas okay. rather than like every hospital gets COVID patients. Right. Just kind of keep it more like contained. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when you see, I mean, you're on Twitter, so I mean, you see it, the, the, this complete kind of polar opposite conversation when it comes to wearing masks out in public and you have people on the one side that say it discriminates their rights and blah 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 and they don't work and whatever and then you have the other side that like there's a big push to like shame people who aren't wearing masks and, and all those things like when you see people not wearing a mask does that upset you as a healthcare professional that you're like you know you i don't know i i you called me a hero before and now that, you know, it's your turn to do some work. Like you're, does it like, feel like a spit in the face? Does it not really bother you? You can just go about your day. Like, um, does it affect you? Like, I'm not going to go up to someone and start an argument on you should be wearing your mask. However, it is a little like scissor in the back. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Okay. No, what were you saying? <laughs> so I was going to ask, um, how, how long do you wear your mask for at work? If I'm not eating or drinking, the entire 12-hour shift. So, because, so, yeah, that's why I want to get the point across, that you can wear it for 12 hours, pretty much nonstop, and that people don't want to wear it for five minutes in the grocery store. I know they're sweaty. I know they're uncomfortable. Like, I get it. But just, it's just to protect everybody else. And yeah. I found a decent one. I had, uh, I ordered it locally from a company here in Ottawa. And it's a, it's a cloth mask. But I, I have that one. And it's a lot easier to breathe and everything. Whereas before, I kind of had, like, one of the homemade cloth ones that just kind of, like, flat, like flat on your face. It would fog up my glasses, and yeah, that was a lot harder to breathe, but I actually have ones that are pretty decent that, like, I have no issues. I wore it for the the George Floyd march here in Ottawa, and it was, like, 40 degrees out with the humidity, and I, like, had no issues at all. Like, there's actually some pretty decent ones. So, I don't know. I just, I see that on Twitter, and then I always wonder what healthcare professionals 
really think about that. Um, we think that it's, I say we because every single nurse that I've talked to feels the exact same way, um, whether they'll admit it to the public or not. Mm -hmm. um, like it's, it's a huge slap in the face. What, uh, what area, like is there a particular area that you, you work in um, when it comes to nursing? Um, so I'm on a floor right now. It's like complex care, just kind of like a rehab restorative. We have a lot of um, like broken bones, um, patients who have had strokes, like hefty wound care. But I also just kind of float all over if I'm needed. Right, you're the, the pinch hitter. You can go and do whatever. How long have you been a nurse? Five years this year. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> what made you want to jump into that? Um, I think, so people ask me this all the time, and I really don't have a moment There's... in my life where I'm like, that is exactly what I want to do. You just did um, the guns. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think growing up, my aunt was a nurse and she'd always like at Christmas dinner and whatnot, she'd always have like the sweetest stories. So I think that played like a big part in it. Um, I also really enjoy blood and guts. Like I was that kid oh. who would like watch the ER shows and my dad would walk in the room and be like, why? Like, why are you watching this? Like, it's, it's interesting. That's like my it. reaction. <laughs> My my mom um, was a nurse, uh, is is a nurse, but not currently working. Um, but yeah, she's the same way that she really enjoys that stuff. And for the life of me, like it's not that it like really bothers. Like if I see blood, I, I don't faint. But like that, people can actually enjoy that aspect of it. Um, and then like once you learn more, you know, like. Um, Casey, who, who connected us, um, she, she was on, we talked about nursing and, you know, with my, my mom and other friends, like all the shit that nurses get, you know, tasked with and, and have to deal with. It, it, to me, it always amazes me. And that's why I always have so much respect for people who do the job, because in my mind, I'm like, you know, sure, there's probably rewarding moments, but overall, it sounds like a shit job. Not <laughs> intended. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it sounds like it just, I, I love that you do it. I love that there are nurses out there who are willing to do it, but I'm like, I work in radio, and sometimes I get an angry person call me, and I'm just like, I can't deal with this. I'm like, that's on a phone, like, right? Like, customer service. <laughs> Yeah, we get a lot of angry people. Yeah, I've heard stories of patients. My mom being like family. punched in the face and like strangled, and like I'm like, why? Yeah, people anyway, biting you. Yeah, it's good times, eh? Such good times. <laughs> Is there anything I missed um, in any of my questions, or or things that you really wanted people to to know out of this conversation when it comes to the B and the LGBT. Um, I want to make sure that that information is out there and that people are able to understand it in a much better way. Uh, just educate yourself on it. Like if you kind of find the B like cringy or like you don't 
like you can't fully grasp the concept or like it makes you angry just like go out and educate yourself like look up the definition um like I don't know just educate yourself I was in the bookstore a couple months ago and I found a book called the bee in LGBT mm. I think that's what it's called um so anyway I've slowly been puttering away at that and it's literally like a bisexual bible really okay. like with the, with like a lot of history um like definitions I think it even touches on like religion at some point hmm. yeah okay that's interesting because would it be technically against like any religious doctrine I guess you could say so I have a friend who's like really religious and I asked her one day and she said tech like she's not like an expert on this or whatever but um from her understanding of the aspect would be that it would like under the church it would technically be okay to be bisexual if you don't like act upon like being with like a girl or a guy or like whatever you identify as Oh, okay. So you can feel it, but don't do it. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Well, listen, um, I appreciate you coming on and, and telling me about it and, and helping kind of spread some of that, that messaging that we were just talking about how often doesn't get spread. I think it's important. And I think, uh, well, I, I'm, I might get the books to help understand, you know, some of my friends and family members, um, because I think it's important to, to understanding it for sure. So I really appreciate it. I know they're not easy questions sometimes to answer and it's a very delicate subject. So thank you. Thank you. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.